This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. Uh, oh, Lord. Cory Bush is still talking. Okay, that's this great. This is the place. And okay. let me say this. Yeah. She mourns for the 1400 Israelis. Yeah, okay, all right. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, she just finished, and uh, Rashida Tlaib was uh, was censured because she's a radical Islamist, and everybody knows that she's been uh, funded by radical Islamists, and she uh, she literally, this is the, the amazing thing, she said from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which means murder all the Jews and drive them into the sea and all that. And she really thought America would fall for that. It is uh, remarkable. It's remarkable. Uh, there's this new poll. It says here, uh, Rasmussen poll shows two-thirds of Americans oppose a ceasefire against Hamas, which means two-thirds of Americans want uh, Israel to kick Hamas's ass. There you go. So there is, uh, there is that, which is very positive. I told you. I told you this nonsense in college campuses and all this, which is terrifying for Jewish people. And, you know, uh, and I'm going to – I will stand between you and – the Jewish people. I will. And there are millions of people who will stand between radicalism, anti-Semites, and the Jewish people in this country and around the world. But particularly in this country, we will. We will. There's this, uh, there's this uh, group of people who will be going uh, viral. And they're these uh, four uh, Montana cowboys and, uh, and Arkansas cowboys. And so they, they said, we, uh, we heard Israel's in trouble, so we came to help. And it's kind of crazy because they're probably Trump supporters and they uh, really hate uh, you know, black people and stuff. But listen to it. My name is uh, John Ploker, and I'm from Montana. I'm Ezekiel Strain, and I'm from Montana. Hey y'all, I'm Luke Hutzler and I'm from Huntsville, Arkansas. My name's Yosef, I'm from Montana, and I'm here to serve Israel. Well, that's crazy. They look like cast members from the show Yellowstone. Yeah, they're volunteering because that's the way America is. We don't uh, go, oh, I don't know, I don't even want to help out people around the world. <laughs> Are they going to be black? I don't think we can help them out. No, 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 no. We just go help people out. We don't even care. We we spill our blood, and we have our our uh, soldiers buried on in foreign lands to protect them. It's the way we are. We're not anti-Semites, but nice try, nice try, leftists. This is uh, Pat Fallon yesterday talking about why Rashida Tlaib was censured, calling the deliberate killing of innocent civilians resistance, claiming a bombing of a Gaza hospital was done by the Israelis that killed hundreds of people when we knew that was not true, and yet Ms. Tlaib doubled and tripled down on that. Yeah, that was false yeah. and that was a lie. Yeah, and then repeating and celebrating a genocidal chant from the river to the sea. 
That's not a cartoon, and no. that's not saying some things no. that you said before you were a member of Congress. That's like saying Mein Kampf is a coloring book. Not my line. And then we were accused of, oh, it's as Islamophobic, or pointed out that she was a woman of color, or she's the only Palestinian. What does any of that matter? This is about words and actions, and we hold everyone to the same standard. We're not trying to jail her. We're not trying to expel her. We're not levering a civil fine. We're not even talking about removing her from committees. We're simply firmly and formally disagreeing with her and chastising her for her words and her actions. Now, the amazing thing is, I think you just saw, for the first time in a very long time, the cry of racism fall on deaf ears. Yeah. Speaking yeah. up to save yeah, lives. I want you to listen to the beginning of this. This, uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Was it Ilhan Omar? Was it Cory Bush? Yeah, listen to the beginning of Cory Bush. Oh, no, no. oh, God, shut up. Just stop. No, stop. No, wait till I tell you to talk. Here we go. Here she is. Of uh, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, they all look like whoever. I want people who look like me and blah, 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 and all that racism. Yeah, maybe after 35 years of following this, uh, maybe we're seeing the end of crying wolf on racism. Yeah, maybe not. But at least this time it fell on deaf ears. Let's go to uh, Mick in West Virginia. Hello there, Mick. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Yes, sir. Um, I was watching Rachel Tlaib with all that stuff last night, and, and I, I, could, I, I took it for about 30 seconds, and I said, I got to watch something more enjoyable. So I flipped with documentary on fire ants. And, and, and <laughs> Wait, you chose a documentary on fire ants rather than listening to The Squad, now known as the daycare center. I, no, The Squawk. The Squawk. <laughs> I'd rather have fire ants in my pants than watch them talk, to be quite honest. I used to work in pest control, and let me tell you, the, the weirdest thing about fire ants, what? We, were, we were spraying one of these, I was in Pensacola, Florida, okay, and we were spraying this tenement slum, um, apartment blocks. I mean, it was, it was bad. Yeah. And I opened up under the sink, and there was a fire ant mound the size of a football on the second floor of this building. Oh. Okay. Now, Corey Bush. I me, listen to me. Then would you rather, not Mick, Mick, would you, rather stick, would you rather stick your face into that mound of fire ants or listen to Rashida Tlaib talk? I'd rather belly roll and be like a dog in mud in, in the <laughs> fire ant mound. All right, all right. What, what, tell me what your thought is. Go ahead. Okay. I have a theory that she was, tr- she was doing a really lousy job of of um, Steve Miller singing Jet Airliner because every line that she spoke, <laughs> okay, it was either that or else she really needs to get a, a, a an inhaler of a primatine mist because she's yeah. having an asthma attack because every line she spoke, she was inhaling like this. It, it, was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I know, I know, but the the positive is that she got uh, she got a spanking. She got a well deserved spanking, which most Democrats really like. But uh, she got a well deserved spanking for behaving like a racist child. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was going to say that 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 um, uh, woman down in um, running for um, the uh, Virginia Congress or Virginia representative. The, the, the porn star. The porn star that got beaten. Yeah, she, I bet she, she would have been really handy in the back room. 
<laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, she was going to uh, do the same thing she's been doing, except for do it in Congress. Uh, you know, she has people uh, influencing her with their money, and she performs acts of gratification uh, for, for on them for money. <clears throat> there you go. So. The same thing to Virginia that she does for her husband. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the phone call, dude. I appreciate it. This is uh, Florida Congressman Brian Mast, who lost both of his legs in the, uh, in the war on terror. As a whole, I would encourage the other side to not so lightly throw around the idea of innocent Palestinian civilians, as is frequently said. Uh, I don't think we would so lightly throw around the term innocent Nazi civilians during World War II. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, and this is something that Mr. Jim Gossett actually put together uh, for us for, uh, for, for a humor's sake about what's going on in Gaza. Hello, Mother. Hello, Fatwa. Hello, Allah. Intifada. Jews will send us it froze up on me. Hold on. Let's try it again. Hello, Allah. Intifada. Jews will send us home to Ghana. We attack them October 7th. That will guarantee we won't get into heaven. Bummer. Iran has helped us. Yes. Hotels were right. <laughs> With the money. They got from Biden. A lot of money. Six billion to spread terror. Joe's leadership has been a reign of error. Mm. Dearest Allah. Yes. Darling Mullah. Not saying that I am. How's my sister? How's Abdallah? Israel is coming for us. Though the staff at CNN, they still adore us. Oh, yeah. Hello, Mullah. Hello, Fatwa. The water we're in is quite hot one. Israel is out to get us. We'll be in pieces like a bag of shredded lettuce. There you go, that is Jim At least those punks at Harvard won't forget us. There you go. All right, all right, all right. So NBC quietly changed the headline, Man Dies After Hitting Head. When it came to a 65-year-old, uh, 69-year-old, is what I heard, uh, a Jewish man named Paul Kessler in California. He was at a, uh, a pro-Palestinian uh, protester over the weekend, hit on the head by a pro-Palestinian protester. And the original headline read, Man Dies After Hitting Head During Israel-Palestinian Rallies in California, Officials Say. Yeah. Uh, Keller didn't hit his head. He was attacked by a pro-Palestinian protester assaulted with a megaphone. The vicious blow caused, caused him to fall to the ground, where uh, I'm not sure if he hit his head or not, but regardless, he's dead. He's dead. After being called out for gaslighting their audiences, NBC updated the headline to provide the context that Kessler died after an altercation with protesters. The updated headline reads, Jewish man dies after hit, uh, hitting head in altercation at dueling pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian rallies in California, which is still a lie. Jewish man hit in the head by Palestinian protester dies. That's the headline. That's the headline. But should it surprise you that all of the net letter networks, when 
the hospital bombing that didn't happen when they carried that story for at least 24 hours, even into the next day when they knew it was wrong and caused this country and the world to be inflamed based on a lie. Rajita Tlaib went outside, lied the next day. She knew it was a true lie the next day because that's how they do things in places like Gaza. That's how they do things in these radical Islamist countries. The real truth never gets down to their people. But Rashida Tlaib forgot that we're not there yet. <laughs> That's basically, uh, yeah, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Last night I was watching Newsmax, and <clears throat> I've got a good friend who is a uh, uh, Jewish person and uh, very devout, and I've become fast friends with him. And uh, I've been exchanging uh, messages with him, and I never realized that this would be as bad as it has become with these anti-Israel protests. And there are uh, Jewish people in our country who are frightened. They're frightened to live in America. They're frightened to live in New York. They're frightened to live on these university campuses. And this, that has to stop. That has to stop. And maybe it's going to take you and me. Maybe it's going to take the, like, Montana Cowboys. Maybe we're going to have to do that. Because it's very clear, our message, the, the federal government is giving you mixed responses. And, and when, when uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre can't even admit that these uh, campus uh, demonstrations are terrifying Jewish people, she can't even admit it, then you know that the people in the White House aren't on your side. Two-thirds of Americans say they don't think the ceasefire should happen because they know that Israel has to beat Hamas. And the only reason why these leftists are involved in this is not because they give a crap about the Palestinian people. They just don't want Hamas to go. They don't. Seriously. This is uh, Dan Senor. Uh, he was on uh, Rob Schmidt's show last night. He, was, uh, uh, he worked for the uh, George W. Bush, actually. And he encapsulated the way a lot of people of the Jewish faith, a lot of Israelis in America, and around the world they're feeling. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, if we're hoping to send our young people to elite U.S. colleges to make them smarter, uh, we're obviously not getting our money's worth because their brains, their minds, their worldviews are being totally corrupted. It is, it is completely depressing. I say this, Rob, as an American, I say this as a Jew, I say this as a son of a Holocaust survivor. I, I really, I've never felt so vulnerable than this. I didn't expect this. I mean, just the way you chronicle no, everything that's been happening, which I kind of know, but when you see it all laid out, nobody did. It just in that arc, you just, you're like, how on earth did this happen? And it's, you know, on the one hand, it's the oldest hatred, right? Yeah. It's 2,000 years plus old, and it just, you know, it rears its ugly head about every couple decades and every century. But I never expected it quite like this on an attempted genocide yeah. of the Jewish people in Israel. Have you seen these uh, these little, uh, I can't say the word, going to these protests? You could take them down so fast. They're just a bunch of uh, idiot academics, some radicals mixed in, but every one of them, you could... We're better uh, intellectually and physically armed than the left is, and two-thirds of us are on the side of Israel, at least. So they are bug smear on our windshield. We just need to take them seriously, and we need to defend Israelis and the Jewish people. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
So uh, Rashida Tlaib successfully censured the squad made to look like the little children that they are. Uh, U.S. voters are saying, two-thirds are saying, don't stop the ceasefire. We want Hamas's uh, ass to be kicked. I'll just say it. It's okay. I can say it every once in a while. Dear Lord, have you heard your have you heard your spouse try to put together Ikea furniture? If I say that word every once in a while, it's not going to kill anybody. Uh, <laughs> if I, if, boy, if I, if I came to the microphone with what I say when I put together a piece of Ikea furniture, I would be so fired forever. I mean, it would just be, it would be over. But anyway, that's what the <clears throat> that's what the people are saying. And and here's this. Uh, U.S. voters overwhelmingly say Harvard, Columbia, and other top universities are failing to crack down on anti-Semitism and Hamas support on campus. There you go. So people are kind of sick of this crap. 63% said that uh, schools were failing to meet the uh, challenge of hateful rhetoric. And, and then there's, uh, this is kind of cool. Some of the largest law firms in America have written a letter to law school deans warning them to stop producing brainwashed anti-Semites if they want their graduates to get jobs. Here, here's the problem when you, when you do those marches and you, you, you know, march around and you, you say them Jews need to be driven into the sea and all that. Uh, if you want to work for uh, Katz, Levi, and Feldman, uh, yeah, probably not going to happen. Or maybe Bernstein and Goldman or Schwartz and Cohen. I'm thinking you're not going to get a job there, Junior. I'm just saying. (laughs) It is a little bit ridiculous. This is Alan Dershowitz. He uh, he knows what's going on with regard to, uh, you know, anti-Semitism on campus because he teaches at Harvard. For youth who are at Harvard and other schools that are calling for the elimination of Israel, who are saying, cleanse, clean the world. That's Mm. a Nazi slogan. Yeah. uh, Or the river to the sea. Yeah, there's that. These Hitler youth would actually join terrorist groups against American schools. That's the way it happened in Germany. American stores, American synagogues. That can't happen here. Oh, yeah, it can. If we don't stop them, if they're not stopped in Gaza, they're coming to a theater near you. This poses a great threat to America. Remember, they're supported by Iran. Iran is very clear. America is the big devil. Israel is the small devil. The reason most of these people hate Israel is because Israel has a close connection to the United States. And if you scratch them just a little bit, they're anti-American, they're anti-Judeo-Christian. Yeah, they're just a radical leftist. That's what they do. That's how they roll. That's how they roll. And then there's this. Just like Black Lives Matter, the leaders of Hamas are worth a staggering amount of money. Yeah, well, nothing gets down to the people they supposedly are helping out. But they use them as martyrs. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Terror Group has three top leaders worth $11 billion. They never made anything or built anything. One of them is a real estate magnate, I guess. But they all live in uh, in Qatar, among other places. Luxury hotels, luxury homes, live Playboy lifestyle, the whole deal. One of them, Abs, uh, was it Abs, Abs, uh, Abu Marzuk, 72, has a master's degree in construction management from Colorado State University, was detained in the United States when U.S. immigration authorities found his name on a terrorist watch list. Well, hell, all you got to do is, uh, uh, you know, get booted out of the country and come across the southern border. There are thousands of people on the terrorist watch list coming across our southern border right now. But there it is right there, guys. There it is. This is typical leftism. <clears throat> the people at the top make all the money. The little people make all the sacrifice. The little people get the crumbs. That's what's going on in Washington, D.C. They feast on foie gras. You and I get the crumbs. Seven out of the top 20 uh, counties in America, maybe even 12 out of the top 20 counties in America, that are the richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. Why? Because your money goes to fill their coffers that they distribute to their buddies.
Same goes with Hamas. Well, you're comparing Washington, D.C. to Hamas? Nope, nope, just calling uh, Black Lives Matter. They're very similar to Hamas. They're anti-Semitic as well. In fact, I would venture to say they're kind of a carbon copy, although they don't send out terrorists. Black Lives Matter martyrs are accidental. They're accidental. And, uh, you know, you can have a dozen uh, kids, uh, young black children being killed in Chicago and Baltimore on the weekend. Nobody cares. But a white cop does it. Woo! That's payday. Payday for Black Lives Matter. You get it. Let's take a break and come back. Special guest on the other side, Fred Flights. Going to be talking about Israel, among other things. Stick around. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. Coming up, you know those little conversation hearts that you, uh, you know, like? They're kind of chalky, and they're a little heart-shaped, and they're made of sugar and all that stuff. Well, China's uh, fashioning fentanyl pills to look just like them, and they just busted uh, 220 pounds of them, uh, shaped like little conversation hearts that could kill your children. Thanks, China. Yeah, it's real. I'll, I'll give you the details on it very shortly coming up. And right now we have special guest on the uh, on the show. Fred Flights is the author, a contributor, to, uh, vice chair for the Center for American Security for America First Policy Institute. How does he fit it on a on a on a business card? I have no idea. Former chief of staff, National Security Council, former CIA analyst, and guest on the Rob Carson show, which won't make his business card, but he's on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? Hey, Rob. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. Um, so uh, Rashida Tlaib got censured yesterday. Apparently, from the river to the sea was the uh, was the uh, the breaking point. Um, any idea? I guess I guess the the reason she was censured yesterday is because she doubled down on what she had previously been censured for. Your thoughts on this, my friend? It was a great day. Uh, yeah, well. I was happy that about twenty Democrats voted for it, and I think it just shows that. You know, unfortunately, I think there's been a certain amount of tolerance and uh, looking the other way by Democrats, by growing anti-Semitism and hatred of Israel by people on their far left. But this went too far. After the horrific Hamas terrorist attacks, the worst attack on the Jewish people since the Holocaust, attacks that were genocide, uh, her uh, incredibly reckless statements about these attacks just went too far um you know 
unfortunately, most Democrats still refuse to condemn her, but I'm glad about 20 of them did. Let me, well, I want to ask you this, uh, because I said the day that uh, she spoke and lied about the Gaza hospital bombing, and she knew it was a lie, uh, and, and our, our mainstream media, our letter alphabet uh, networks, they parroted, they rip and read Hamas talking points. Uh, she, she started it. She uh, allowed this. But, but this hasn't caught on nationwide. I just saw a poll. Two-thirds of Americans do not want a ceasefire. They want Israel to kick Hamas's rear end. What do you have to say about what's happening as far as what's happening? In, and by the way, I think these, these, uh, these uh, protests in the country, they're, they're astroturf. They are the same people who brought you BLM and Antifa. I believe that fully. Compare that to the, the sudden arising of these protests versus how the American people feel. Well, I'd, I'd go further than that. I think a lot of these protesters are, frankly, morons. If you see them on TV, they have signs where the word Israel is misspelled. Uh, these, these are people on the far left who hate modern society. Uh, they're sitting around doing their pot. They're on their college campuses. They like to tear down Everything that is good about this country, the way this country is run, uh, you know, it's it's basically what's going on on the far left. And I think that the the, the people who really hate Jews, who hate uh, the, the state of Israel, they realize that these people are saps who they can manipulate. I mean, look at the protests, the protesters being interviewed on TV. They don't know where Gaza is. And how about queers for Gaza and the LGBT uh, <laughs> yes. people for Gaza? Yes. Do they yes. know what would happen? If they protested, uh, they held a sign-up for that in Gaza, they'd be thrown off a building because we know that the radical Islamists in Gaza execute gay people. They throw them off buildings. What is it? You know what this is? Fred Flights, um, I, I think this is that same uh, scenario, you know, where um, women fall in love with serial killers on death row. This is the same thing. This is, a, I love you. I just love you. There's something I'm drawn to you. There's something, knowing that that person will murder you if you, if you go near them. I think that's, that's I, don't, what it, I don't know what that, it's not, it's not, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what exactly that, that syndrome is, but it is, it's a self-loathing to the point that you would, ingratiate yourself to someone who would destroy you it makes no sense whatsoever I mean, these radical islamists these these hamas terrorists play themselves up as the oppressed being taken advantage of by colonialists and these morons on college campuses and other far lefters they just see this as protesting power they're just ignoring the history of the jewish people why the state of israel was established after World War II as a refuge for the Jewish people, and it met the historical goal of the Jewish people to establish a land of Israel in the land of Zion. Uh, and, and they've been there all along. We, we also know that the whole concept of Palestine is a fake, that the Jewish people have always lived there. There was no such thing as a Palestinian people a hundred years ago. This is all a, 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 a creation of these people who simply don't like Israel, they don't like the Jewish people, and they're out to destroy them. Do you, um, when you look at the, the conflict in Israel right now and how uh, the uh, United States, <laughs> our Democrats are withholding much-needed aid for Israel, $14 billion with contingencies, I find that to be reprehensible, but I guess it also doesn't surprise me that the people who, uh, who are uh, saying that it shouldn't be, it, there should, you know, it shouldn't just be sent, uh, probably also voted to keep Rashida Tlaib and not censure her. Uh, is this because of... Uh, 
of anti-Semitism in the party or just greedy people who want massive spending bills with all their pork in it? So last summer, Joe Biden wanted $26 billion for Ukraine. Recently, he put forward a bill asking for $60 billion for Ukraine out of, a, I think, a total of $106 billion, with $14 billion for military aid for Israel, and I think another $12 billion, some of which would make it to Hamas. And I'm very happy that under new Speaker Johnson, he said, no, we're going to have a clean vote and military support for Israel. And it, it passed fairly overwhelmingly with a number of Democrats in the House who voted for it. But Biden and his supporters want to tie this vote to his broken uh, Ukraine policy and for a so-called border, border uh, security policy, which would be used to bus and fly illegal migrants around, around the country. That's how he plans to deal with this huge influx of the illegal migrants across the southern border. What do you think about... Um I mean, I'm, I'm very concerned about the southern border. I'm very, very concerned about the rise of anti-Semitism, uh, uh, military-age ma- males coming across the southern border. I have ordered uh, a weapon uh, for my home and ammunition because, uh, and I'm not paranoid. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not one of these prepping guys and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, th- we need to take this seriously. There's a reason why that southern border is open and allowing these people to come across, and I don't think it's about votes. What are your thoughts? You know, what worries me are who the gotaways are. The gotaways are smart, illegal migrants, and I think we have to assume there are, there are Hamas terrorists, there are Iranians, there are Chinese intelligence officers, the ones who are evading capture. They're the ones I'm really worried about. We're catching terrorists. We're catching uh, uh, Chinese agents. But who are we not catching? I think there's some very dangerous individuals who are getting across the border, and this is all because of Joe Biden. I said uh, on the uh, October the 7th, uh, I said that the in September the 11th, I remember this very clearly. I was a young father, uh, just had a son 18 months earlier, and, uh, and I noticed that there were children dancing in the streets and getting uh, candy thrown to them, and it was in Gaza. And, uh, and I couldn't help but think that, you know, Gaza had uh, 21 or 22 years to get its bleep together uh, and to become the uh, the jewel in the desert like Israel has done with its territory, but they haven't. They bedded down. A lot of those kids who got the candy uh, were probably in those hang gliders, those paragliders that swooped in and murdered 260 people at the uh, at the music festival. Um, what do you have to say about just the everybody who's saying, "Oh no, the, the the Palestinian people in Gaza they don't hate the Jews." No, no, no. Uh, it's a cultural thing. They want to destroy Israel. Uh, people can leave Gaza, go and work in Israel, but vice versa doesn't happen because if you're Israeli or, or Jewish Israeli, you'd be murdered. What are your thoughts about the culture that, uh, that the left is covering up? No, you're exactly right. And that's why I get so angry when I see Joe Biden publicly saying, oh, we have to stick to a two-state solution. The Palestinians, I think, five times have turned that down because they don't want a two-state solution. They want all of the land of Israel back from the river to the sea to be Palestinian, and they want to drive out and kill the Jews who live there. That's what this is really about. So when Biden says something so ignorant, and frankly, even if he believes that, that should be raised privately with the Israeli government. That shouldn't be raised right now. Well, the Israeli army is engaged in such a, a complex and, and very dangerous military operation in Gaza, and Biden's dictating how the whole solution, uh, the solution to the whole, the whole conflict. It, it's 
typical Biden, I guess. Yeah, um, I noticed the Abraham Accords happened uh, when Donald Trump was the president. He named, despite all the posers who've gone to Washington, D.C. and said they were going to proclaim uh, Jerusalem the, uh, the, the capital of Israel, uh, they didn't do it. And even, even Ronald Reagan didn't get it done uh, for a number of reasons, whatever. But, but Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump went in and did it. And I feel that if Donald Trump ended up being the president, I feel that not only could he, uh, could he get the situation figured out there, but also, uh, go after, finally, I believe, Iran. Iran has successfully crushed a green revolution. There are people in Iran who want to return Iran to a time when women could educate themselves and be free and all of this stuff. Um, do you think that uh, if and when Donald Trump becomes the president, uh, that uh, regime change will be a priority with regard to Iran? It sounds like he had a head start on it with the sanctions. They, their, their inflation was out of control. They couldn't sell oil. What do you think about Iran and finally returning them to a time before an imam ran the country. Well, let's point out you're exactly right that uh, Trump did what many Democratic and Republican presidents said they'd do and didn't do. He moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. He also had a great peace plan for the Palestinians that would have sent at least $100 million of development uh, in, into Gaza. But they weren't interested. They turned down all the peace plans. Uh, Iran is obviously the head of the snake, and I think there have to be serious consequences for Iran for its efforts to fund and direct and train uh, the uh, killers who launched this uh, Hamas attack on October 7. This wouldn't have happened if Trump was president because the Iranians were afraid of Iran. We need our adversaries to fear our president. They have to know we have a decisive president who will take military action if necessary to defend our national interests. Now, I'm America first. I want to keep our military out of unnecessary conflicts. I want our military used prudently. But that means that if our interests or our allies are attacked, there has to be an aggressive response. And this pinprick attack we saw recently in response to uh, attacks on American forces in Syria and Iraq, that is just further undermined American credibility under this president. It is uh, remarkable uh, how far we've come since Joe Biden became the president by and what what really really bothers me more than anything is you've got so many uh, people who uh, my generation uh, you know three generations of war in Afghanistan and Iraq and the Middle East uh, in twenty years some uh, some boomers uh, a lot of Xers a lot of millennials and they come home with profound injuries or they don't come home at all and uh, and they you know I see I see people in Congress uh, yesterday I saw a congressman talking about uh, about Rashida Tlaib who had his legs blown off in Afghanistan and. and and, and then for Joe Biden to just so callously hand over Afghanistan and really return us to September the 10th, uh, 2001, is, is very troubling. Uh, what, do you, what are your hopes for, for what happens with Israel and Hamas? And, uh, and what do you suppose the reality is going to be the next, uh, the next year or so? Well, Israel has to destroy Hamas as an organization and prevent it from using Gaza as a, a safe haven for terrorism. And I think we now know that... Uh, Israel's bet that Hamas could be contained by giving at Gaza, that that was a bad bet. And, and, and Hamas used all the money that it was receiving not to feed its people or to, or to develop Gaza, but to build tunnels, to amass weapons, and to prepare for war. And their people are desperately poor. And, uh, you know, Hamas is responsible for all the death and carnage we're seeing there. Um, I think there's going to be a very difficult time after uh, Israel has done the the attack in Gaza. There probably will be a long 
and difficult military occupation. Uh, I know there's talk of trying to get Arab states to contributing to some way of of moving forward, but I, I think that the, the resistance movement is still going to be there for a long time, and it's going to take some inventive minds uh, to, to try to find ways to quell the situation and to stop the protests. But you can be sure that uh, Hamas and its supporters, including the U.S., they're going to exploit every minute of Israel occupying that area, but it has to for its own survival. And a lot of uh, a lot of these um, uh, countries, these Arab countries, uh, they always talk big. They hate the Jews and all that, but they don't want uh, Palestinians coming. And the reason being is it's not because they, they are selfish or whatever. They're actually concerned that they're bringing terrorists into their country. Is, is that the feeling that you're getting? Yes. Oh, yeah, and coups. I mean, they try to overthrow the king of Jordan when Jordan <laughs> yeah. brought a huge yeah. number in, and they've, they've destabilized Kuwait and Egypt uh, and Iraq, and that's why no Arab state wants them. It's a shame, because most of these people aren't terrorists, but too many of them uh, are, are terrorists, and you, know, you let them into their country, you're in trouble. And you know, there's a bill right now, co-sponsored by Chuck Schumer, to change the law to admit refugees from Gaza. just came out yesterday, and I hope your, your listeners will call their congressman and say, hell no. All right. Well, Fred Flights, I agreed. I can't believe that uh, he is such a self-loathing uh, Jewish person that he would do that. But there's a lot of that uh, rampant in uh, in the United States. Fred Flights, thanks for joining me. I enjoyed our conversation. I know our listeners uh, did as well. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, go to our website, AmericaFirstPolicy.com, and you can check out our analysis on national security and so many other issues, all the things the America First Policy Institute is doing to take our country back. Fred Flights, you have a uh, position on this show whenever you want it. Uh, Thank you very much. God bless you. uh, And we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. Sorry, I love me some uh, ACDC. Bon Scott. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Bon Scott dude. Brian Johnson. Very good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't trust people named Brian. I'm just talking to my producer. His name's Brian. Just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, New England's biggest drug bust ever. Nets 220 pounds of candy-shaped fentanyl and meth with a street value of $8 million. Three men arrested. So, yeah, 10 million doses of illegal drugs, including heart-shaped fentanyl pills designed to look like candy have been seized from a Massachusetts basement in one of the largest busts in New England history. Do you realize there were eight ODs that required medical treatment in Northern Virginia at high schools in the last month? Did you know that? Kids who had to, uh, who, were, who were in fits of convulsing on the ground because of fentanyl, their hearts would have stopped, but they got medical attention, and hospitals are banking Narcan. Yeah, China's doing this. They're disguising fentanyl as candy okay you'll take a fentanyl pill if you want fentanyl it doesn't have to be a heart shaped and look like candy the Chinese communists are making it look like candy and a good share of the uh, the deaths that are happening nationwide the 110,000 last year were fentanyl deaths and a good share of those were accidental because they thought we were getting something else that's what's going on kids that's what's going on. Yeah, these little uh, Valentine's Day candies, conversation hearts. 
thousands of them. They also recovered thousands of counterfeit Percocet and Adderall pills, which, you know, Adderall is for ADD. If you run out of your meds, you get on Facebook, whatever, find somebody who has some, take the pill, has fentanyl in it, you're dead. Heat-sealed bags believed to contain pure fentanyl. Green cellophane-wrapped bundles believed to contain raw methamphetamine and four pistols, three of which were loaded. Enough to kill millions and millions, and they haven't done it yet, but they're killing hundreds of thousands. It really is uh, remarkable. We need an adult in the White House who can actually uh, go to the bathroom by himself. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, honestly uh, just absolutely uh, And this is Tom Homan. When, uh, when Donald Trump's the president again, hopefully, he's going to be in charge of the border. And here's what he had to say about it. First of all, we need to know Ecuador and Brazil. We need to know because both those countries have very low requirements for people coming to the country. That's a gateway for SIA, special interest aliens. Look, in the last year and a half, we got nearly 30 thousand Chinese nationals, most of them military-age males. That just scared the hell out of everybody. So, you know, the, the, the numbers keep growing. This administration has the same data point. Yeah, when your gut tells you there's something wrong, there's something uh, not right here, you need to get prepared. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Worldwide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show, big election night uh, yesterday. And uh, Democrats, uh, you know, won on abortion and pot. Yay. Hey, uh, pay your bills with that abortion, will ya? Yeah. Oh, and then the porn dim, Susanna Gibson, uh, loses in Virginia. She's the nurse who, it uh, turns out, she and her husband like to uh, have an online porn site, and, and she'd work for tips. So she'd performed uh, different acts, or he'd performed different acts for tips, is what it is. So uh, uh, a defeat for uh, for Democrats in Virginia, but a victory for adolescent to middle-aged single males with high-speed internet access. So that's kind of a nice deal, isn't it? That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, families uh, desperate to uh, a desperate struggle under soaring inflation. Yeah, key costs for families like uh, child care and shelter have risen substantially during Joe Biden's tenure. But Democrats think because in Ohio you can get an abortion until your baby is born and smoke some weed, uh, you will be absolutely fine. Not the case, but this is what Jim Gossett did with it. So here you Democrats go. Democrats won in the state of Ohio last night. Yeah, they did. Pay your bills with it. Say that the unborn don't have one single right. Hey, I was born. Who cares? Protecting abortions, late-term procedures, it's sure to take a big toll. <laughs> but the Democrats don't seem to care. Nope. Because they don't have a soul. No, not really. Not if you're up to a, at birth. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up in Ohio. I'll say harmony if I can. That is the message the Democrats sent. Wonder just where their morals went. We're gonna try it here. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up in Ohio. Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Democrats got their way, yeah, they had their say. Taking a life is okay. Hang on. So, you know, uh, yeah, the the uh, the uh, smaller um, uh, off year election. Uh, ultimately, uh, the big issues were, were abortion, and, and you know, isn't it kind of weird? Uh, as you dance around and celebrate all this stuff, and wait, kill babies, all right, cool. Um, what happened was what the Republicans wanted. 
What? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they got rid of Roe v. Wade. They returned it to the states. And some of the states said, okay, we're going to do abortion this way. That's the way it works. Rather than a big federal law that says you can get abortion, everybody can get an abortion. You can move to a state where abortion is not, is restricted. Or you can move to a state that allows it in Ohio, I guess, until birth, which is Nazi-like and, and sadistic and awful. And if you voted for it, you might want to pull your head out of your rear end and maybe read up on it. All right? But that's the way it works. When you return it to the states, then your state's voters can vote for or reject. Unfortunately, in a lot of these states, the left gets millions of dollars from outside sources, and a good share of the population is brainwashed to believe that the greatest thing a woman can do in her life is kill her baby rather than have it. Having a child is the only thing that women can do exclusively female. Why do you suppose the left is trying to erase women? So when you went out and you voted for abortion and everything and you were all happy about that, realize the Democrat Party used you. They used you because they knew how you felt about abortion to pass the things that they want. And the next morning, they walk away. And they go back to men can compete with women in sports, men can replace women, and your little girl can have her breasts removed in middle school and puberty blockers to become a eunuch for life. That's the party you think that empowers women. Do you understand? Do you get how the Democrat Party's using it? Because they are. There you go. I I figured it out. You know, if you want to argue, please, please call. 800-922-6680. Most of the people who voted for abortion would never get abortion because abortion's for those people in inner cities. Abortion's for those people over there. I wouldn't have an abortion. Me and my husband, you know, uh, Stefan over here, we would never have an abortion. We're going to hang on. Ch- we're going to have children, and I'm going to carry around my uh, my uh, my little silver flask with with a Chardonnay and go to soccer games and everything, and wear my yoga pants and go to Target. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! But I would never consider aborting my baby. That's fine for me. Yeah, that's that's the modus operandi, kids. Let's go to Bill in Baltimore. He wants to talk about something else. Bill, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hey, not too much, man. It's nice to have somebody, the the man of reasoning, that you're taking over for Limbaugh. Well, I'm trying, I, I walk in his steps. I'll never fill his shoes. I, I'll never fill his shoes, but I walk in his steps. I heard that. Hey, last week you were talking about sobriety. April 1st is my sobriety date. Woohoo! How many years? 2002, sir. Nice, nice. Let me ask you this, Bill. How did you... Go Obviously, I picked April 1st for a reason. It's April <laughs> so let me ask you this. It was a how reminder you... of me that how much of a fool that I was for almost 20 years of drinking a fifth every day. Yeah. Bill, what, why, uh, what caused you to quit? What was the moment? I know what my moment was. I want to hear about yours. My moment of epiphany, sir, was when my mom was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Yeah. I was... I was in rehab when this happened. Yes, sir. And when I finally went in front of the judge, one of the luckiest things in my life was I was only caught three times drinking and driving. And I wow. did it every night for almost 20 years. Yeah. So there's a blessing right there, but that's another story. The but you... Thing, Go ahead. When, you know, when I, when I did this, 
I, I was in rehab at the time, and they they actually let me out to go to the hospice when my mom passed away. Wow. And I'll never forget the look at the face of the coordinator when I walked back in there that night. And he said, you're really committed to this, aren't you? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Can I ask yeah. you something? Did you did you uh, experience withdrawal? No, sir, I did not. Neither did I, brother. Neither did I. I it was, uh... My last drink was December 5th, 2001, when I turned 41. And wow. I didn't go into rehab until February. But, I mean, I was dry for a couple months, but was I sober? Absolutely not. Well, Bill, you know, what I said and what I learned and um, is that you can get DUIs and you can you can even have your spouse leave. That isn't hitting bottom, not when you're a, uh, when you're addicted. That ain't hitting bottom. But you know what, uh, when, when, when bottom came for me, when I knew I was going to die if I had one more drink. I had a choice. I was at the fork in the road. One drink, death. Uh, otherwise, and you know what? I had a healing. I woke up on January the 11th, two years ago, and it was gone. I haven't, I don't even remember smelling it or tasting it. I had no, I had been hospitalized. I had been hospitalized with withdrawals twice. When you try to quit booze, when you've been drinking that heavy, you get DTs, you, you're going to have a stroke, you could have a heart attack. But I didn't have anything. I got up and it was gone. It was go yep. every every. There was no stank. There was no nothing. There was no feeling. It was gone. It, it was like a you know the snap of the fingers. And guess who snapped these fingers for us, Rob? Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> All right, brother. You know, God you, bless you. You're talking to somebody that was a, that was agnostic until then. Right, and I'll leave you with this: after my mom passed away, and to this day, she still visits me and tells me what's going on. All right, bro. People want to say I'm crazy. Whatever. It's not a hallucination. The man upstairs is there, and the people in this country need to wake up. Yes, sir. Thank you. The program. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I don't like, I never like to listen to people who used to drink because it's like, shut up. Wear this on your sleeve. I'm not about, I'm not about telling my story. All I want you to do is, you know, maybe, maybe you're drunk right now. Yeah, I bet you there are some people right now who are drunk listening to the show. And they're just going through another day. And they're just, you know, whatever. And they think they're getting away with something. You know when that Matthew Perry, you know, he was one of the Generation Xers, uh, like so many, lead singer, Smash Mouth, uh, George Michael, uh, Dolores Reardon from uh, Cranberries, uh, uh, all drank themselves to death. All uh, uh, Amy Winehouse, she's really a, 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 a millennial. Uh, all drank themselves to death. All couldn't uh, get out of that spiral. And Matthew Perry, one time, he was on the set, and Jennifer Aniston walked up to him, and he's thinking he's arrogant and funny and all of this, and he can get away with you know getting off stage and drinking and all that. And she pulled him aside and she looked at him and she said, "We know you're drinking." And he stopped. Now, he struggled ever since, and I don't know if he got to this point where he was finally healed. And if he did and, and he died accidentally, it's a, an enormous tragedy. It's an enormous tragedy. But most of the time when it comes to people like that, they really commit suicide. It just takes them 30 years to get there. So there you go. Let's go to Dan in uh, Emmitsburg. Hello there, Dan. Welcome to the What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Uh, uh, honestly, uh, Bill's story, pun intended, very sobering. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was yes, talking again about abortion and the babies and the killing of them. Um, so 
I've I've heard a lot of talk about removing it from the Republican talking points. I understand that point. But back in ancient Rome, if a baby was born with a defect or something that wouldn't prove them to be strong, they'd just be, or no, sorry, ancient Greece. Not all They'd be thrown off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sparta. Um, we're just doing that on order now, and it's just okay. So I'm trying to justify removing it from our talking points, but also living with the actual fact that we're killing human beings. Yeah. Well, there are those who, um, you, you know, that's why they changed the name from pro, uh, pro-abortion pro to pro-choice. Uh, that's why they change words like that. Um, and they always try to soften the language around it. Um, they, they try to, they don't want women who are pregnant to get ultrasounds so they can see the heartbeat and the, and the body of the baby. And, and, you know, it's amazing, uh, what it, what it does and how it changes you. And, and uh, it's the same way with people like, okay, these idiots in uh, college campuses who are, uh, protesting that Israel is responding to Hamas's, uh, October the 7th, sit down and watch the video, watch all the videos of the people being slaughtered and we'll talk, but they won't do that. They won't well, we do that. We had something very similar with a guy out in Las Vegas who mowed down a bunch of people at a country music concert, but we still don't know where that guy is or what happened to him. Um, don't want to bring up that stuff. But also, I've always been pro-life, but I didn't actually meet it until I held my daughter in my hands. I know, I know. And I, I just know. think these people need to either have a kid or shut up. Exactly. And most of the people who uh, are big abortion uh, protesters are the same people who who uh, they're cul-de-sac Karens. They want to live for other people vicariously. They they make decisions for the little people like, you know, we don't want that Redskins logo and we don't want Aunt Jemima because it's racist. And then they say, well, you know, I would never get an abortion because my husband, Steph and I, we're going to have twins. And, uh, you know, but the little people in the inner cities, they can do it. That's really, really what it is. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Is. Yep. It's uh, it, it is typical. Let them eat cake, liberals. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for the right. thanks for the phone call. Let them eat cake, cake liberals. Okay. So for instance, uh, Al Gore says that the world is going to end because of global warming and it's caused by fossil fuel. Flies everywhere in a private jet. Has two mansions. Same goes with uh, with every Democrat really uh, who's uh, you know in politics. They live by a different standard. They tell you you need to drive a crappy electric car and they drive a fleet of SUVs. Uh, they eat on foie, foie gras and say you got to go to dollar store and eat you know or Walmart if you can afford Walmart. It's let them eat cake liberals. It is. It's let them eat cake liberals. And they fall for all of this hook, line, and sinker, and they fell for, again, the most, the, the one thing that separates women from men most exclusively, in fact, exclusively, is to be able to have a child. It's a glorious experience. And the Democrat Party and the left have made the ability to kill the baby the most important thing a woman can do, rather than to create life. And that's really quite amazing that that has happened and uh, and honestly all we can do is is pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and resume the fight and i will do everything i can to expose those people and explain to you exactly how i feel because my argument that i'm doing on this show today about abortion no one in america is able to do nobody is making that argument and i make it from a position of being pro-life because i am the product of a rape given up for adoption touche And I know the reason I found that out was so I could fight. It's another arrow in my quiver. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
years to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Just got a uh, text. This is from uh, Twitter at uh, Honest Reporting. I, you know, I don't know whether to believe this. If it is, then uh, then uh, I tell you what, things are going to get really ugly really fast for a lot of people. Photographers working for the AP, CNN, New York Times, and Reuters were embedded with Hamas on 10-7 and accompanied the terrorist group into Israel. They knew the attack was coming and participated in it. Uh, this has been seen by about a million people. I, I'm going to need some accreditation. If this is in the case, although they did, there were people taking pictures of them cutting the wire and coming through. I mean, if this is the case, then uh, all of those, all of those agencies uh, need a shakeup. I, I hope this isn't true. Would I put it past uh, the leftist media? No, 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 no. Because you remember uh, all of those agencies spewed the Hamas talking points that Israel had bombed a hospital. And it never happened, and so did Rashida Tlaib. So who the hell knows? Honestly, I, I, I don't have any more patience for this. Uh, I, I have no time for debate. Uh, all I want to do is save uh, the country of Israel, the people of, the Israel, of Israel, and the United States. And I don't give a crap. I'm not going to have a mental masturbation session with, a, with an idiot who wants to talk about... Two-state solution, and yeah, 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 you gotta, you gotta have a, you know, a, you got in-kind reaction to the slaughter. You know what? Go to school. Shut up. I'm done, and you should be done too. We are intellectually and physically better armed than the left. <sighs> have you thought about an emergency medical kit? Maybe you've got some potable water. Maybe you've got some food stored or a freezer full of food in case of an emergency? What about meds? What about if your pharmacy closes? What about if the supply chain breaks down? What about if the demand is too big? Maybe you should consider the wellness company. Just go online, fill out a questionnaire. They'll customize an emergency medical kit for you. If you have an aspirin in your medicine kit, in your medicine cabinet, you should have a medical emergency kit in your house. So here's what you got to do. Just go to the wellness company. Here's their website. And use my name, Carson, get 10% off. Get this done. TWC.health slash Carson. TWC.health slash Carson. All right? Rest assured knowing you have emergency medical antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family and keep them safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. So if you if you got a bug out plan and a secret password, you know, just in case, hey, you know, the password is Snowflake or whatever, you need an emergency medical kit, right? Just to have it. It just, it makes sense. It's like a generator. Your electricity goes out. You just need to be ready. And this is a great way to do it. Again, twc.health slash Carson, ivermectin, Z-Pak, hydroxychloroquine, all the meds that the CDC and HHS said you could not have. Because they wanted you to, you know, take a vaccine or their, their remedy for COVID. Again, it is twc.health slash Carson. That is it. Now, coming up on the show, um, did you notice the uh, new Army ad? There is a new Army ad that uh, is no longer the rainbow and sunshine and the transgendered individual and all that stuff. And the, and the, the girl with two moms and all of that. No, I'm going to play the audio. You can't see it. But realize, in this ad, it's nothing but white 
military-age males. Yeah, white military-age males in a helicopter and, and no transgendered individuals. Now, I, I should, it, should it have uh, people of color? Oh, hell yeah. But who are they trying to get in the Army, and who are they saying that they want in the Army if it's a bunch of white dudes, uh, cisgendered presumably, uh, not wearing a dress, not pretending to be a girl? What is, what is the deal? Now, I, I don't think uh, if this is necessarily about a color, but certainly is uh, remasculating the, uh, the army because uh, people don't want to be a part of uh, an army that is so weak, it'll get its rear end handed to it around the world. I think it's kind of interesting that their new ad is, I mean, uh, uh, very, very, not very diverse. So they really hate white dudes. But when they need somebody to defend America, I guess, then it's cool to put them in the ad. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I'll post it on social media. You can check it out. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Remember the day after a uh, an off-year election where uh, abortion and pot ruled the day, that the Democrat Party uh, wakes up this morning still realizing, holy crap, uh, Joe Biden is our president and the country sucks. Not the country, just the, the way that it's being run right now. Completely sucks. That's it. Everybody gets it. Everybody knows you can't uh, pay the bills with abortion. Won't even be able to, uh, let me put it, make it real for Democrats. Joe Biden's economy is making your abortion unaffordable. How's that? Does that make a difference? No, because you don't care. You just care about getting that baby out. You know, whatever. And and like I said, if you didn't, if you missed it at the beginning of the show, and I would encourage you to listen to the podcast, the opening monologue today I thought was pretty damn good. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Today's opening monologue, I put in perspective what happened in these uh, off-year elections yesterday. And... Um, I, I like to say uh, the Democrat Party, what they do is they use groups to get their way. Then they forget them after the election. That's the way it happens with, with African-Americans. I told you they promise a lot of things. Excuse me. They promise a lot of things. <coughs> they say things are going to get better. Your school's going to get better. Everything's going to get better right now. The state of the inner city uh, black uh, community uh, is the worst it's been. The worst it's been in our history. Right now, as far as the uh, abortion rate, 70% or up. Fatherless homes, uh, 70% or up. Uh, and, and what they do is they promise all these things, and then Election Day comes around, they juice them up. Oh, my God, you're such good. Oh, my God, you're such good Democrats. Get the vote, and the next day, leave some money on the dresser and leave. It's the same way with women. Women, the Democrat Party and leftists have told women, and many women believe, the most empowering thing they can do is have an abortion. It's not. The most empowering thing you can do is have a child. No man can repeat that. No man can create that life. No man can do that. And so what the Democrat Party does, they say, they're going to take away your rights. 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 They're going to do this and that. And do, do this. And this is about women's rights. And no, it's not. It's about abortion. And you go in and you vote for abortion and you say, yay, victory for women's rights. And then the next day, you look over at a dresser and there's some money there. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Aren't you going to get men out of women's sports? Well, wait, wait, you're replacing uh, women with men in the higher echelons of government, like uh, Rachel Levine. 
Well, wait, wait a second. You're 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 telling me that boys can come into my daughter's uh, uh, locker room and ogle ogle at her, or or sexually assault her in the bathroom, like it happened in Northern Virginia. Wait, wait. I thought you were pro woman. I thought you were pro. Oh, you were just pro abortion. Okay, I get it. So you. Know, if, if if somebody says to you, just just present that, present that to them because you're just you just um, you got used. They, they don't they're not there to empower women. They just want that abortion vote. <clears throat> Abortion's been a big deal since Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger wanted to to uh, to uh, uh, she was a eugenist, a dedicated eugenist. She created Planned Parenthood. She wanted to exterminate blacks and people with disabilities. Congratulations, abortion is nearly killed. And is currently on the way to making people with Down syndrome extinct. The most beautiful people in the world. The most beautiful people in the world. And it, and it invaded the medical establishment because when you get asked when you're pregnant, and it happened to my kids, do you want the Down syndrome test? Well, why? Well, we just want to know if you want to know if you want to know more. What, what, what? I'm sorry. Did you say what? What? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Do you want the uh, Down syndrome test? Uh, you know, I think we're going to pass because uh, we're going to keep the baby regardless. Oh. See? There you go. Um, it's a thing called common sense. It's kind of weird. It's not so common anymore. Jim Comer says that he's got enough evidence to uh, to uh, call in and subpoena Biden uh, family members because they've got all the stuff they've been needing. And apparently the mainstream media is beginning to recognize that. Yeah, we've uh, we're, we're at the point. I've been saying this. The subpoenas are imminent. Uh, we have enough bank records now. We can bring all the Biden family members in and ask them specific questions about specific transactions. We've talked to enough people. Uh, we now know where the money was coming from, and we know the scheme. We yeah. know how they were laundering it all the way down to 10 different Biden family members. We know all this. We have the evidence. Uh, so we can start bringing them in and asking them questions like, what was this? income for what did you do to get this one million dollars we've never seen uh a stalinistic north korean cover-up of uh, a scandal like we have with the american media and the american media have the first amendment and uh that they have uh they have done this and they've covered it up is, is remarkable and they're going to live to regret the day that uh that they did this uh here is uh, uh, uh jim homer talking about how journalists are suddenly reacting now that they got the checks now that they know where the money's coming from and who it's going to. You know, uh, I'll give you another example. When I walked down the hall to go vote in the Capitol, for for eight months, the media, they hang out on each side and they've stopped me. How's your investigation, you know, uh, you know, implying that there's no evidence, no evidence. All their stories they wrote right, no evidence. Even when we were accumulating mountains of evidence. Now when I walk to the Capitol, ever since we found those two checks to Joe Biden for a quarter million dollars, the reporters look down at their feet. They act like they're on their phone. They, they, they just turn their back to me. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Jim Comer last night talking to uh, Rob Schmidt about uh, uh, this. And I mean, there, if you look at his brother's bank statements, as I have countless times, he didn't have any money in his checking account. He's talking about Joe Biden. The only money he got to, to write those two checks to Joe Biden was from influence. Oh, sorry, Hunter Biden. Schemes. We traced. One I get confused. Under the AmeriCorps Health, where they said that uh, Joe Biden could help them get money for the Middle East. Yeah, okay, and, and listen, and this is why I say you need to stay focused. Uh, I knew this a long time ago. Okay, I, I knew a lot of these things a long time ago. 
Uh, but you know, you're going to get all sorts of stuff thrown at you from either way. You're going to get distractions. You got Democrats dancing around because you know they think they want everything, and nobody cares, and everybody thinks Joe they love Joe Biden and not. They're just trying to distract you and dishearten you. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, you know, like for instance, this this uh, uh, Jim Jordan says that the uh, Supreme Court is going to rule against big tech censors. This is a big deal. This is something I started talking about a couple of years ago when I said that if the deep state, the mainstream media, and uh, and Democrat and and uh, and big social media say that what you believe is disinformation, realize they know you know the truth. And now I know the people calling it disinformation were the government. The government was telling social media, among others, what to say. They've censored everything. Everything that you thought you had a gut feeling. You're like, there's something wrong about January the 6th. Why are they playing it up so much? Why are they playing it up so much? It's not the worst insurrection ever. There was no damage inside of the Capitol. There was no, there was no damage at all inside of the Capitol. And, and wait, wait a minute. There were no cops killed. They said the cops were killed and they're covering up. The, what, why is that? And then you realize they did the same thing with COVID, and they did the same thing with Russian disinformation, and they did the same thing with Hunter's laptop, and they did the same thing with the 51 Intel letters, and you realize you are living in North Korea. You just didn't know it. But now we know. And it started with election fraud, or I should say uh, uh, election tampering. This is Ben Weingarten of the Heritage Foundation talking to Rob Schmidt about all the things you couldn't say because the government said you couldn't say it. As a public-private partnership really driven by the national security apparatus, it was a DHS sub-agency, CISA, that helped originate this outfit to mass surveil and then censor Americans' protected speech, core speech on election administration, on outcomes... By the way, looking for wrong think about election integrity in a cycle unlike any other, where we had election integrity eviscerated just factually in terms of non-legislators making changes to the rules, the aberrant outcomes, the fact that this was the first mass mail-in election in history. And in real time, they were trying to censor Americans who rightly were skeptical of that system and had major questions about it. I mean, other than FBI involvement in Mark Zuckerberg and the tens of thousands of uh, the millions of dollars and the drop boxes everywhere and all the telling everybody there's no election fraud and all that stuff, you know. When you knew, you knew. Truth's going to come out about all of this. Truth's going to come out. I hope and pray for it. This is uh, Jay Banashara. He is uh, a professor of medicine at Stanford University, the Stanford Virality Project. Virality Project. Virality Project. No, it's the Virality Project. It's like, I can't get it up. I'm going to go to Stanford. No. Virality, not virality. Uh, Department of Homeland Security, Cyberstructure Infrastructure, CISA, CISA, stop it, and Global Engagement Center within the State Department collaborated with Stanford University and other entities to establish the EIP, which was uh, about elections. The EIP was created as a means for the government to launder its censorship efforts into an attempt to bypass the First Amendment under public scrutiny. And they wouldn't would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids. Here's uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya about how the government censored all of your medical information and lied to you about COVID. Laundering defamation, basically saying, okay, these are the people that are spreading this information. Government actors would then contact uh, the Stanford Internet Observatory and other NGOs and yeah. say, these are the bad guys. 
And then the defund Stanford. Second step is they go to one thousand percent social media and say, "Look, you guys have to censor all these people." All and if you don't, then the government comes in and says, "Well, that's a really nice social media company you got there. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it." Oh. They developed this mechanism oh. to skirt the First Amendment and violate the first rights and free speech rights of Americans at scale. And in and you know the the, the kicker, they defended falsehoods, right? Ideas like. Uh, stops you from getting COVID. The vaccine that that if you get COVID and recovery, you don't have any immunity. Uh, that masks are like very very effective even on toddlers. Yeah, yeah. Fauci lied. People died. But you were tall. You were called a denier. You were called a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Payback's coming, baby. Retribution's coming, and I want to be there when it happens. Michelle in Westminster is on the phone. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm glorious. What's going on? Well, I have a different approach to this abortion debate, and this is this goes out to all of my fellow females. We as women are being diminished from every corner and every sector. But hey, you can get your abortion. Our daughters are being subjected to boys in their locker rooms and their bathrooms. But hey. You can get your abortion. Our daughters are being knocked out of the competition that they have spent their entire lives getting up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, doing all the training, going to all the practices, doing all the games, keeping their grades up. And, hey, you can get your abortion. That is the way we need to approach this because this is ridiculous. There is no reason why we should have any election focus around abortion when we have far greater issues. Now, I'm not saying that abortion is a good thing. That's not what I'm saying. But it's something that we need to get away from. But yeah, Michelle, the, uh, the, Democrat Party, uh, the Democrat Party looks at women as abortion voters. That's right. it. One thousand, and I told you this. They don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. Why? If they gave a crap, they wouldn't be. You know, they wouldn't uh, make Rachel Levine uh, the deputy of the whatever the whatever the hell it is. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't have uh, you know transgender buffoons working uh, to uh, in in nuclear waste disposal who like to steal luggage off of carousels. Uh, it honestly, it is. Uh, you're just getting used. Women are just getting used by the Democrat Party the same way the Democrat use Democrat Party uses everybody everything. Right. And uh, and and honestly. Michelle, you as, do you have kids? I have two biological and two stepped. I have eight, not excuse me, nine grandchildren. Wow, look at you! But uh, <laughs> would you would you say? But let me definitely ask you, Michelle. I mean, what, what what would you say the most empowering thing in the world you could do as a woman? Would it be have an abortion? No, sir. It would be to give the miracle of birth that God gave me to do, and I did it proudly twice. And he gave me two other girls to take care of in the process. And my family has grown. And like I said, I have nine grandchildren. I'm only 61 years old. I have grand- now, Michelle, nine grandbabies. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. Now, you, you, you adopted two kids. Uh, so you're saying that the women who carried those children did not get an abortion is what you're saying. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> and, and isn't it amazing what happens when you have the baby? Isn't it amazing what happens when you get to have the baby? Uh, you got two yeah. great kids, didn't you? I got wonderful kids. And you know what, Rob? We have to make the point that everybody who is screaming for abortion, 
their mothers opted to not. That's right. I'm uh, pro-life because I was a fetus, and I think everybody should have the right for that. But I appreciate your phone call, Michelle. God bless you, and great, great, great call. Great call. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. A last break of the show is coming after this, and this was The Rob Carson Show. So tonight... You got the uh, GOP debate on NBC, and on Newsmax, Donald Trump's going to be speaking in Florida to a largely Hispanic and Cuban community. Uh, So anyway, you might want to watch that uh, tonight on Newsmax. Uh, That's where I work, and uh, I think you you will agree that Newsmax, uh, we have people that you can trust. I think that's really important right now. You can trust that uh, Rob Schmidt is going to be conservative. You can trust that Eric Bowling is going to be conservative. Uh, Greg Kelly, the same. All of uh, the anchors, uh, Jen Pellegrino, they all are. They don't. They don't uh, forsake uh, their, you know, their beliefs. And Newsmax Plus is here now. So millions who watch Newsmax for the best uh, shows on cable news now have we've expanded Newsmax Plus. Now this includes a great shows plus extras like analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz. Nobody covers uh, Donald Trump like Newsmax. Watch the rally tonight. It's going to be epic. It's going to be gigantic. Here's what you need: take it for a test drive. Don't do it on your phone. Go to your computer. I mean, you can do it on your phone using internet browser. Just go to Newsmax and then spell the word plus.com. Newsmaxplus.com. Sign up for a free trial. Takes a couple minutes. Go to Newsmaxplus.com. Get the special code. You can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone and on your home TV set. This is, you know, the censorship that I was talking about, the the massive government censorship. Do you realize how much it, it is killed conservative bottom lines? Do you know that? For 35 years, I've seen this. Writing for Rush Limbaugh. You know, uh, the companies are uh, being attacked when they uh, advertise with conservative media. And, and so this is, how you, this is how you get content to people and, and stay solvent. You give people a little more than, than you'd get somewhere else, and then you become a subscriber to it. All right? So you can still watch Newsmax, like DirecTV, 349, kaboom. But Newsmax Plus is available on your on your computer and your smart device. So I, I would encourage you to uh, to uh, sign up for that. You know what I think we need to do before I go? I think we need a gender confusion update. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. My elementary school students about oh gender identity. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So, a group of students staged a walkout Monday in uh, Alita, Ohio, because the girls don't want to have to go to the bathroom with the boys or uh, take a shower in front of them because they know teenage boys. Yeah. There's been multiple accounts of boys coming in the bathroom or transgender girls and bothering the girls in there, and we're just not for it. Biological boys need to stay in their own bathroom. There was a lot of people saying that they were going to do it, but they made an announcement probably like five, ten minutes ago and said that we could go to the courtyard or we could go to the one of the gyms if we wanted to walk out and not to walk outside. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the uh, school board president, uh, uh, Brenda Stocker, uh, she faced a re-election yesterday, and she He's no longer the school board president. Kaboom! So, uh, you know what? Ohio, 
Nothing you can do about it. Kentucky governor race, nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, uh, Virginia controlled by uh, Washington, D.C., uh, outside money. I can go on and on and on. But goodness prevails. Goodness does prevail. Common sense does prevail. What happened yesterday was a blip in the radar. It was, it was bug smear on your windshield. But nobody is down with what Joe Biden is doing. And just because abortion won in Ohio doesn't mean that Joe Biden is going to win nationally because he's a terrible president. And he's making the country into a terrible place. Oh, there you go. I want to mention again the opening monologue today. Make sure you check it out. It's on the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Should be up in a couple of hours. And uh, share it with others if you want to talk about the election yesterday and the issue of abortion. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. All right, the big news. Uh, House Oversight has subpoenaed James and Hunter Biden. Have your popcorn ready, people, and watch Trump tonight on Newsmax. God bless you guys. God bless Israel and America. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.